0: I feel like I've, you know, I've climbed the mountain and I've looked around and and it was still worth it and everything the view was worth it but the places she feels the same amount of joy are in the everyday moments with her family.
1: ready to just go with it
2: what the hell is going on you guys happy friday happy hour we're here drinking wine with one of our best friends in the entire world if you are a day one jgwi fan you will remember her she is fun and flirty small and blonde and our favorite connoisseur of all things memes and internet related it is our best friend india all the way from dc india how the hell are you
0: I'm doing so well. I've missed you, hussies. I'm here, <laughs> one, one hand, ready to catch up. It's been a while since we've all caught up like this. Yeah.
1: One of our friends texted me a f- long time ago and she was like, Newsflash India's trying to make the words hussies happen. So just go along with it in your everyday vernacular. <laughs> I like that word. <laughs> yeah everyone's like this is a new term that we're trying to use and integrate into society so if we
0: have to redo it i'll say it again
1: (laughs) no i think they got Um, loud and clear so this is your sign if you're listening to
2: catch up with your friends hop on a zoom call if it's been too long rekindle those friendships we all need that in our life we need that on a weekday especially did you feel like we were suffering relationally
1: the three of us no but this is just the rejuvenation i need to get through my week you know yeah, I mean, and you were saying these are like our massive plans for like the next 48 hours. Like this is it. This is the pinnacle. <laughs> yeah. We're coming fresh off the of Halloween weekend, ladies. What, what were all of we? Because I have to say that I probably peaked this weekend. Let's give, let's talk back and forth about our analysis of each other's weekends because we communicated all weekend long. Our costumes, our weekends, and then some stuff that we might not have told each other yet. Also, Abby's, like, doing this recording from a basement, practically. She has no more Wi-Fi, so things are getting dicey on the quality.
2: Yeah, sorry if the audio quality's not as good as it normally is. We're having some issues with the turnover, but you know what? We're making it
1: happen. The cash morning shift. <laughs> I have to go find a little cash on the radio. Um, We're so, nothing if not consistent. <laughs> so I just want to start off. Me and in India talked about this. In our own time, on our own dollar. Abby, don't want to get to your big head, but you look the hottest you've ever looked.
2: My head is large and my heart is large from hearing you say that. Thank you so much. I agree. I bought a lot of hair for this weekend. I had a ponytail. I had some bangs moments. My clip and extensions, like... Honestly, if you want to get hotter, my tip, just buy some hair. Just have a (laughs) hair moment because I was Barbie with my long ponytail and I just wanted to look like that every day of my life. And I never am going to look like that again. Mm -mm. And I'm depressed. But it was really fun. But you could because now you have the hair. Yeah, maybe I'll just go Stenton
1: on it at work like with my Ariana Grande ponytail and everyone will just be like, what? (laughs) With your new fringe, your Rachel McAdams. My new fringe.
2: Yeah, so for those who don't know, I was Barbie, and then I was Casey Musgraves, and we had some other dual costumes
1: in this group chat. What were
2: you, Ashley? Tell everyone.
1: There was a lot of running around Friday. I'll tell you that much. Um, looking for some she- some things, some tings. Um, I- I've been mm-hmm. picking up that from the morning toast. If you'll notice, I titled this tings. whole thing when I sent you the link: uh, India Tings. Um, so on Friday, I did like a pub crawl thing, which I hadn't done since abroad. And I forgot how fun they are. Next time we're together, we should actually look in a ticket for a pub crawl. That's exciting. Yeah. I'm here for it. It was in Santa Monica. It was a good time. Some kind, gentlemen that were actually really fun bought all of our drinks for the whole night. It was a good time. Let the good times roll. And I didn't... Things fell through with the next day. So I pulled out from under my bed our flight attendant costume. But I also brought shooters like a flight attendant has. So that oh that's that good it more fun and yeah, <laughs> you should do that yeah. next time yeah
0: i really should. that's you know what you guys we did this on graduation weekend at Pepperdine but shooters are such an economically smart choice I do it all the time like, here
1: and people are like are you do, are you an alcoholic why do you have those and I say I think it's working smarter financially. And I'll tell
2: you why. They're portable. You can hide them places. You can hide them in a cowboy boot, in a purse, in a bra. You don't have to pay for as much at the bar. And also, it helps you to portion out how much you're drinking throughout the night. Like, oh, I've had two of these. Like, It's very tactful, like, how many you've had. It's a good measurement of that.
0: And I would like to add that in D.C., people are not begging to buy me drinks the way they were begging to buy us all drinks in Austin, Texas. I am, I am abandoned. I am disrespected. And um, I just, in order to
1: save. It's in getting order hard to, to work save. the room.
0: <laughs> yeah, in order to avoid working the room, you got to either bring shooters in your purse or a new drinking hack. I have been experiencing and testing out is you drink at the pregame. I was mm-hmm. telling Ashley this. like a genius. Just drink at the pregame. And then when you go out, just order seltzers. People appreciate it. Like bartenders appreciate someone who knows their limits. Seltzers mm-hmm. and then order a drink when you or work the room for a drink when you need to pick me up.
1: Oh okay. my gosh, that is I so find smart. That's smart, mm-hmm. but I find one faulty thing and I know you're the same way. And yeah, no, you are too happy. I've watched you do it. Is if you drink at the pregame too much. So you are feeling it way too much when you get to the bar. If no action is being taken. I'll start throwing my card down. I need to have another one, and I'll keep going. Abby, I wouldn't want to spend like a hundred bucks one night in Nashville because you're like, more. Let's keep going. I need more, anymore. And you- <laughs> I acted that way on my birthday two weekends ago. Like, if no one's gonna buy me the drinks, and I'm already had too much, I'll step up to the plate yeah. myself and act like my credit card belongs to someone else. So that's yeah, my that issue. Is true. It's after. a
2: slippery slope. Slippery slope for yeah. sure. Been
0: working for me, but I can see. I can see if it depends you, on the mood. if you, go, yeah, if you go overboard of the pregame, there's no turning back. I'm yeah. not saying die yeah. pregame, but drink you know a fun amount there, yeah, and then and then just get some water, see how you feel, pick me up, good. But if you don't know, pick me up, we're just taking the seltzers, yeah. I that's kind of it what is. i did
2: on halloween or on saturday night at least i just drank a lot of the pregame and i was pretty much set for the rest of the night i still went bar hopping and stuff but i was like i don't even
1: need a drink yeah saturday night i was a little worn out so
0: and then you have the sensation of having something in your hands you can you know bop around and feel fun dance whatever talk to your friends and you have something in your in your hands when yeah. you don't feel left out I a just am, figuring this out
1: <laughs> she's like ordering a seltzer iconic <laughs> <laughs> some people go out and just have maybe two seltzers for the whole night and that's your come down huh
2: <laughs> amazing fantastic show yeah. stopping spectacular never been done before <laughs> i love Thank you I tell fans what your costumes were though because they know that i was barbie and i was Casey Wait, I'm, not what done. Were- oh.
1: I'm not done i have saturday Wait, night well, oh sorry i thought you said and it was next Saturday night, just for the pure essence of a photo shoot, 30 minutes of a photo shoot, me and our other best friend and uh, old guest, Katie, were Nathan and Lucas Scott from One Tree Hill. So we got wigs. The issue was we got $10 wigs and they were way too long. They were like 70s men's wigs. So I sat down and I was cutting them with scissors, giving them a haircut. That's why they kind of look like bowl cuts because Katie was making fun of me. She's like, those look awful. And I was like, well, I'm not a professional barber. Of course they look awful.
2: Wait, I did not know any of this. That's fucking hilarious. Where did you buy the wig?
1: From Amazon, but they were only $10 each. And Mm -hmm. it was like the two days before because we were like trying to decide between other costumes. And next year, I will be with you, Abby, Gail Weathers, and yep. Drew Barrymore and Scream. Because you can't half-ass that. You need a wig for both. You need a wig Dip for Gail. On, dibs on gutted Drew Barrymore. I want to be okay. there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll go find Gail's red pantsuit and leather jacket <laughs> with a mic. I'm And if we could find one boy that we're not even that close with to carry a camera around like the cameraman. Could you imagine? <laughs> but anyway, that was on the table for me and Katie. But you need to do it so well. I didn't want to half-ass.
2: So fail. ready for that. I want <laughs> to have help every weekend. You guys don't understand how much fun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that's why we bought the half-ass ten dollars seventies wigs. They were so long. They were like almost to our shoulders. So I put it on Katie. I was like, "Said hold this, like a little kid," and I cut it on her head. <laughs> that's so, <laughs> so funny. And um. So we did that, and we had the jerseys, and then we were at Allie's house, so we played some on Corsi Core, and we got a lot of video footage, so I'll make a TikTok of that. And then we changed out of that, and this was just, everyone was this this year. We were Daphne and Velma from Scooby-Doo, but that was just easy. Throwaway. You know
2: what? There's a lot of trends going around for costumes that were popular. The Scooby-Doo,
1: cl- like, clan, yeah. huge, the Powerpuff Girls huge everybody was poison like poison ivy vibes like covered in oh yeah green and then also everyone was megan fox and mgk also is what i noticed mm-hmm. on sunday i think i i don't know if i told you this abby i told india that i just went to our family's house there's a 1000000 trigger treaters and i took scout and some little boy came up and he was like is that a dog or a raccoon <laughs> <laughs> about scout yeah and i was like That's what did really you say un-
2: Bed, undernourished raccoon <laughs> and, I was
1: like, so and I was like what did you say he's like is that a raccoon and I said no it's a dog but that's the funniest thing I've ever heard
2: <laughs> oh my I god, said, god well, a- which is she
1: <laughs> okay and I-, I laughed I told my mom and you text back well what is it
2: <laughs> wait Ashley you talking about there being so many trick-or-treaters we've never once had a trick-or-treater in my entire life because we always live in the middle of nowhere and my dad was on the phone with me the other day and he's like yeah I still bought candy again like I do every year. I've been buying candy for 22 years and <laughs> nobody's ever come.
1: Well, I don't feel sad because he should know. I've been to your house. He should know no one's going to come. I don't feel bad for him. <laughs>
2: I think it's more for just him because he likes to eat it. Like, oh, shoot, no trick-or-treaters mm-hmm. came. I, Guess i
1: have to eat it. It was so wholesome, though, to be around trick-or-treaters. And I kind of like Halloween, the actual Halloween, being on a weeknight because I got to have a lot of fun and then not feel guilty for doing something innocent and wholesome on a weeknight. <laughs>
2: Yeah, totally. I love that.
0: Um, okay. I was also saying to to Ashley was it was so lovely going to my house Sunday night, you know, my house with my with my parents, um, for Halloween because it was just a reminder that it's actually such a pure family fun holiday. And for mm-hmm. the past, you know, many years since high school, it's many been moms. such a messy holiday. So messy. It was really beautiful to see. Oh, this is for kids and families all dressing up and in, in you know little
2: neighborhood get together. So it's not for lingerie and blacking out.
1: Correct. Yeah. India and I met actually, Halloween 20 like 19, 2018. We met Halloween 2018. She was dressed as a Playboy Bunny. What a love story. Yeah. A love story. Two-year anniversary. Or oh, how many years ago? Like, four. <laughs> four. Um, <Three. laughs> who's to say? What? What were you dressed as, Ashley? I don't even remember. I told you, different? I don't. I, we, we talked about this, Abby. I have no pictures from many college Halloweens except for the last one. with, with that you. That is I so absurd because all I do are take pictures all day long of everything. I know. <laughs> I know. I remember it was on a weekday, like a very weekday. I remember we went to a frat party and I got gone to a fight with her boyfriend and she was crying outside. And, and, yeah. and, I was, and, I was, and someone was like, should we do the something? The tale now? is old as time. He was like, should we do something? And I was like, nah, let's get out of here. <laughs>
0: okay you guys i think this would be a fun game let me know your thoughts what if we walked through our halloweens or our memorable
1: halloweens yeah from
2: college? okay let me try to think if i remember anything <laughs> so wait okay. first
1: give us like a two-sentence summary on like your, your this most recent one.
2: Oh yes,
0: yes yes so friday night i um went to target in a scramble because i had this disco outfit so i was just um i was gonna wear that on saturday And so I was like, well, I don't want a Friday night outfit. So Friday night, I drove to a Target at an obscure hour. I mean, like 7 p.m. And it was ransacked and
1: going up. That's how the spirit Halloween was here. (laughs) There was like one like hat hanging on the rack.
0: I mean, all the cat ears were like stuck in the Suez Canal or whatever because (laughs) I couldn't get anything. And what I found was an abandoned reindeer antler headbands so i bought that and wore this white fuzzy sweater and it was like i'm gonna be christmas or
1: something i'll be candid you called me while we were getting ready to chat and i was just a little confused on the reindeer
0: yeah it was all there was left i wanted cat ears just a little headband or something to wear with like a normal ish outfit um and that Mm -hmm. didn't happen and then saturday i was a disco bitch with my friend grace where did you get the pants from so fun nastygal.com. loved them
2: Mm-hmm.
0: so yeah and i can wear them as normal pants but that's back- the
2: best when you have some parts of your costume that you can rewear. thank god for that
0: <laughs> thank god for that also a lesson is that i feel like i low-key spent a lot of money on my outfit and no one
2: cares or will remember <laughs> halloween <laughs> is literally just for instagram when we're at this phase of life and i agree with you People will only remember when it's on your Instagram and then it's like a time capsule. But yes.
1: I am jumping on your ship, Abby, of making Instagram casual where I'm posting because there are times when I'm in a waiting room or something or on a plane, maybe not a plane, in the airport where I'm like, let me go walk down Mary Lane and look at every picture I've ever posted and look at Mm -hmm. my highlights. And it's purely for me, I've realized. It's guys. so lovely.
2: It's me like a scrapbook. You, exactly. This is what our version of a scrapbook is. It's like Instagram and Facebook albums from when we were like in sixth grade or something really painful. You hear that,
1: folks? Go give her a follow. You're in for <laughs> I've had exactly like four people request to follow me that from the podcast, and I'm feeling like an influencer. I'm famous, famous, <laughs> famous. I want to be. Je famous.
2: suis famous. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Okay. Let's run and, down some of our m- memorable college Halloween. Senior year was a mess, and I could, I remember all the highlights of it. Senior year was the best. I remember I had three costumes. There was a safari, it was a night safari. Emery, but the, the night of it was a shit show. Emery got in a car accident. Yep. That's not her own fault. We all like blackout at the Victorian, also, maybe not our faults. There was like a stampede. <laughs> There was a fight. There was a makeup. There was another fight. There was Abby on the bar top. There was a Victoria's Secret thing. There was yep. the Hooters waitress. There was like a lot of chaos. <laughs> there was
2: stealing of a sign, a two for one. Oh yeah. There was uh
1: urinating in the alley. There was. Yep. Was that all by us or by other people? That was literally our That's six us. people. <laughs> six people that, you know, best in the world.
2: <laughs> and this is us. <laughs>
1: Senior Halloween easily was the best, I mean, marathon of days in my entire life. There was also the house India that I sent you Snapchat memories from this morning, that house party. Oh, the disaster yeah. party. We can't forget the night after
2: or the night before when we went a snap, crackle, and pop the Rice Krispies. The most iconic costume I think I've ever done. I think it's so we much easier to on the the Instagram. iconic. Oh, we should. But it's so much easier to be iconic and creative when you have a group costume or a couple's costume than just doing it solo. Like, you can just think outside the box so much more. Mm -hmm. Thousand
0: percent. That was legendary. Yeah, there was that safari. And I think (laughs) my outfits were on point. And I just remember having some really accessible Instagrams that I got asked out three times.
2: You're kidding. (laughs) I remember that. I vividly remember that. You're like, I what is this magic that is so
1: good in the black
2: one men are so simple they are (laughs) they're so visual it's like taking candy from a baby
1: (laughs) and also i remember you were that hooters waitress and the next day you're like since the end of the night i was missing one of my earrings but it's like on brand (laughs) that was brandy that was brandy
2: yeah. Totally. On brandy. <laughs> on
1: brandy. Can we post, mm-hmm. don't get mad about it, but can we post a picture or at least story it of you looking like you are 17 times my size <laughs> on Halloween? Someone just sent it to us. You must be on a chair. Oh, yes. <laughs> that
2: that photo is really interesting to me, but I'll sacrifice myself. I'll be a martyr. Allie takes back, and so- she's said David and Goliath. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we should go as next year. All right. I think that's enough Halloween talk. Um, I hope everybody had a really great and safe Halloween and you just had the best costume ever that you've always dreamed of. I know that doesn't happen every year, but I hope that
1: was you this year, whoever you are, wherever you are in the world. (laughs) I'm not going to be this person for at least five or seven more years because it's just my character and what I want out of life. But a lot of girls on Instagram or on TikTok were posting about how they are like, I'm going to have a cozy night in on Halloween weekend, like on Saturday, I'm going to watch a movie, like have a glass of wine and light a candle. And it seemed really nice. Not me yet, but yeah. it seemed nice.
2: <laughs> no, I think there's definitely things to look forward to in your late 20s slash early 30s.
1: I think that could be us one day. Soon. We're at 32 and we're like, we're not slowing down anytime. <laughs>
0: I did see that. That was a trend of staying in on Halloween. And I think whatever you choose
2: to do with yourself is a good choice. As long as it's festive in some capacity. As long as you feel good about your choice. Don't let anyone yuck your yums. And that's what we're going to talk about on this episode, isn't it?
1: Isn't it? Yes. Did you see Kara Kara Kirkpatrick, one of our other guests that we love a lot? She was the the boy from Wife Swap.
2: Oh, my God. Wife Swap is so iconic. We don't talk about it enough. No, we don't. And
1: especially the three of us as a unit do not talk about wife swap enough. <laughs> that could be a whole other episode all about wife swap. Let's know wife swap, breaking that. Amish table, all of those things that we love.
0: But <laughs> you guys, table all of this. The way I used to record all those trashy shows on Breaking <laughs> Amish, wife swap, dog the bounty hunter. I was an avid fan of dog the bounty hunter. I knew all his kids' names. He has seven thousand like random kids. I'm I not know. Sure all of them. And they were all so problematic as a family. And the way they would just hunt these people down and maybe not, you know what that show made me want to do was not go to Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, the
2: yeah, of Hawaii they showed. was looking way different the, after that show came Hawaii out.
1: was grim in that show. <laughs> also, John and K plus A is another one we're passionate about. Little people. Oh, big world. yes. What else? Oh, the one the with I'm the dormant gonna- hum- husband and the like five wives and she cheated on him, but she got ghosted. Like that one is also good. <laughs> Wait, and one of those wives, they just got divorced. So many people text that to me personally today. Because they know. It's nice when people... It's like uh, Taylor Swift's Tim McGraw song. Like, when you hear Tim McGraw, like, do you think about me? When people hear breaking homage or whatever, they think about you.
2: When you hear trashy TLC, <laughs> uh, do you think of me? That cut me
0: to my core, but it's so true. I was so invested in John K. Plus A, and then I might need to do some more research because... I think Kate did turn into a bit of a stage mom, but I actually would like to make a controversial um, statement, which was, I think Kate was just frustrated. She had thousands of children and this doofus of a husband. And she was just kind of, she just had to keep everyone in line and and included him. And she came off looking really harsh. And they lived in a tiny house. It was a lot of kids. What was she to do? They lived in a tiny house and had no help. She really was working a double shift like every day. Like doing all that laundry on top of it all. They had to like set up volunteers and stuff. I just, you know what? Justice for Kate.
2: Justice for Kate, and she was the original Karen.
0: Oh, and how could we forget the Duggars? Oh, yeah, we still talk about them all the time. I'm entertainment. We
2: cannot forget them, nor will we ever.
1: Okay, next episode. Stay tuned for the next time India comes on. And this first episode was a good, intense dating one. And this one is just TLC trash.
0: Yeah, that'll be one. It's an episode on just trash television shows and
2: summarizing it.
1: You know what's not trash? Uh, Our sponsor that helps make this episode possible. Take it away, Abby.
2: Take it away, Glenn on the keys. This episode, like every other one, is brought to you by Shanty Boutique. Everyone, if you are just tuning in for the first time and you are in need of some fall essentials, some pick-me-ups, a new wardrobe, who knows? Head over to shantyboutique.com and use our code JGWI20 for 20% off your first purchase. Um, Also, India, this is a perfect time for you to jump in and talk about that linen set and your beautiful story. That you bought from Shanty Boutique that three out of the seven of us own now. Maybe four.
0: Oh, my gosh. Okay. The way I got so many compliments from that linen set from yes. Shanty that I bought because you wore to that Alabama trip. Because um, I'm an influencer. You're an influencer. And I was influenced by seeing it. I was like, wow, how fun, breezy, how cohesive, how fashion forward even. And- Ooh. I wore that thing so many times throughout the summer. I got compliments from literally everybody. Random people on the street would stop me to say, where did you get that? And I was like, "Shanty Boutique. It's in Washington, but they have an online shop. And I felt like such an influencer. Even a nice old crossing guard, um, (laughs) the man, literally stopped me and said, I really like your outfit.
2: (laughs) And if that doesn't tell you something, I don't know what will, because that's, amazing that he a recognized your outfit and b chose to comment on it i'm telling you guys if you are sleeping on shanty boutique i don't know what you're doing because i was wearing some shanty jeans at work the other day and one of my coworkers was like oh my gosh where'd you get that and i was like shanty boutique use our code jgwi20 like i was being so annoying but like low key everyone please go use the code support our show support your closets support women and small businesses shantyboutique.com thank you and good night and, and the they heart. have
1: those jackets in. They got some shackets? Is that what you said? Shackets. Okay. And the more you support, the more money we make, and then we can afford to get Abby singing lessons. Right, Abby? <laughs> yes, Ashley's very adamant about helping, helping out my vocal cords. I want to have a well-rounded child, a well-rounded son. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Our rel- well-rounded boy. To become a fine young man. All right, let's get into the real reason we're here. I'm sure everyone has
2: heard of the term comparison is a thief of joy. I remember vividly where I first heard it. It's like where you, you remember where you are when you hear of like the death of a celebrity. I remember where it was when I first heard about comparison is a thief of joy. And I was studying abroad and I was in Morocco and we were having a lunch or something, some like program dinner. I saw that on Instagram and I was like, wow, that is so true. You know, Instagram, where we all compare ourselves, but it is so true. And I was like, wow. And it's really stuck with me and since become such a mainstream kind of mindset well, to have and a little where that
1: was so random that you were at a dinner in Morocco and you heard it for the first time I told you I vividly remember hearing that
2: phrase for the first time and really thinking about it and having such an impact on me because I'm someone who has struggled with comparison my whole life and I think all of us do to some degree or another struggle with that on different levels but it's so true and so it's good to talk about it I'd like to add that
0: your twenties are crazy because people are at the most random stages of life. I mean, life is crazy. It should, yeah. It's just not it's your twenties. Um, but the, the stage we're all in is twenties. My life it's kind of crazy. Crazy. it's kind of crazy. Some people are in school, some people are in relationships, some people are getting married, some people are single and being hot messes the whole time. So yeah. or just being single and not being a hot mess. Or being in a relationship and being a hot mess. Some have <laughs> yes. to purpose. <laughs> Some have kids on purpose and that is something everybody just has to accept. So I think something that I've been trying to, um, not trying to practice because I feel like I practice it, but I don't know when other people have things, it doesn't take away from you. It doesn't mean that when someone Mm -hmm. gets a little break in their career or is super satisfied with their job or relationship or non-relationship, that it means that you don't get to have that too. They didn't take it from you.
1: Exactly. Something that I heard once, I think on another podcast is stop making everything about you just because she's really pretty doesn't mean anything about you whatsoever. She can be that separately from you.
2: Also, when I first heard just because she looks really good doesn't mean you look any less good or you're any less worthy. And I... I can't tell you how long it takes, especially for girls. I mean, I can't speak for boys. I'm sure everyone, they struggle with comparison in other ways too. But for girls too, uh, just so much value is placed on the way that we look as opposed to the way we perform or the things that we're capable of doing. And I just remember when I first heard that as well, I was like, wow, that's so true. Like Someone can just be looking absolutely snatched and we can just celebrate each other. Like, Good for her. I love that she's doing that. That doesn't take anything away from me and we're all unique and different and bring something new to the table that we don't take away from the other. It's so good. Snaps for that.
1: We also sensationalize everything so much in our own heads. For example, I think about this all the time. From the movie <laughs> One True Thing, which <laughs> no, there's a, there's a point to this where Meryl Streep is telling her daughter she's like stop compare. She's the essence of what she's saying is stopping unhappy with what you have and yearning for what you like imagine you're missing. Like you might not even be missing anything. You're just imagining that you're missing mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z. Like so just be happy with what you have and stop being ungrateful for what you even imagine that you're missing.
0: For actually from the Divining Decade when Doctor J talks about Um, one of her clients and how she said, the client came in and said something like, should I be going to France or something? Should I be backpacking (laughs) around Europe? Am am I doing it? You know, am I doing it right? And I thought that was such a, and then she has a perfect explanation. She she says, do you want to be backpacking around France? And the girl says, no, but I feel like I'm not utilizing this time Mm appropriately or whatever. And I thought that was so, I don't know. I just, that really rang true to me because I think, Everyone at any stage of life thinks: Should I be doing more? Am I doing the right thing? Right? Am I seizing this time? And I looked
1: it up. I found it. <laughs> it's so much easier to love what you have instead of yearning always for what you're missing or what you imagine you're missing. It's so much more peaceful. And I feel like I forget that That's person. So all true.
2: Time. Very much in the same way that you can only control your reactions to situations and not what other people do. It's very. Comforting to know that you can look around and see, like, your immediate surroundings in your life and what you have your health, your physical abilities, your occupation, that roof over your head, that kind of thing, those core things of your everyday life, and appreciate those things as opposed to thinking about all of the things you cannot control and all the things that you hope happen or wish happen. And of course, we all want to have dreams, we all want to shoot for things. That's really important. But Just to be constantly yearning for them or wanting the timing to be different, I just feel like it becomes so draining. And it's easy to do, but it is so draining.
1: That is just like the TikTok that spurred these thoughts in our minds, where he's talking about how his friend was telling him, just get out of your own way and Mm -hmm. see what you have to offer people and situations instead of comparing your own experiences to someone else's. Just get out of your own way and experience it and what you have to offer
2: there's this leadership camp that I went to and it was talking about strengths and weaknesses and how we all have both those things and how a lot of people focus on building up what they're not good at. Like, where, where am I lacking? And let's focus on that. Whereas we should just celebrate what our strengths are, really be aware of those things because I think it's a lot easier for people to tear themselves down than to think about what am I actually good at. Yeah. And once you start focusing on what your strengths actually are, then really just... Leaning into those and continue growing those skills and harnessing those things for the better, the better of the world, you know, as opposed to just being like, well, I guess I can just be lukewarm at all things.
1: Yeah. So yeah. we're celebrating what's in our circle. And as we've talked about in the past, there's death mentality, which is nothing matters. And, you know, the worst thing that could possibly happen to you is, you know, dying, I guess. So nothing really matters when you boil that down to that. But the opposite of that, in some ways, is abundance mentality, which mm-hmm. we talked about in one of our very, very first episodes, and it's a good refresher for all of us. And if you're new to listening, it's a good topic. It's very evergreen.
2: Abundance mentality, when boiled down, is basically that things in life happen for you and not to you. Am I correct on that? Mm-hmm. Yes. That is something I've been focusing on recently. I would like to
0: share an anecdote. Me too. Um, if- a really great thing to journal about because it puts you in a really good mood. And Mm I feel like when you focus on the things that you have or that you appreciate more things come to you. And if they technically, if more things don't technically come to you, you start to just notice more things that are happening to you. So something that's happening to me this week is I was, so I'm moving in a, in a month or so. And I was sort of thinking like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to have to spend all this money on, you know, two rents. That's going to hurt. That's going to hurt. I'm not going to like that. But instead of focusing on all the money briefly, I won't have, I was focusing on, on the money I do have and the things coming my way. And literally I did. So I meditate sometimes and I meditated, thought about these things. And literally two hours later, my friend, Claire Venmo's me $20. just something silly and I was just like oh my gosh she just did it out of the blue there was no reason she did not owe me or whatever and I was like "This okay so the idea is you thank God the universe or just feel feelings of appreciation Mm -hmm. um, for for that little thing even if it's not a thousand dollars like just that little bit felt really good and then other things started happening what happens oh then my um I got a text from the lady babysit for. And she's like, do you want to babysit this week? And I said, okay. So that was another thing. And then my mom randomly handed me some cash when I went to her house, to her house, to our house. What am I saying? And um, something else happened too. But basically all these things started happening. And I'm not saying it's because I meditated on it and it was some type of magic, but I think I just started focusing on that was more for financial abundance. But um, I just started focusing on those types of things. And then things started sort of working out in my favor. And I'm just hoping for more. Correct <laughs> manifesting, right? I was trying to manifest more abundance financially. And it stuff started happening and coming my way. So
1: I feel like you've gotten more into journaling recently. Um, what do you just like go off? Or do you see something on TikTok and say, uh-huh. I'm going to journal about this? Where are you? Where's your journaling coming from?
2: You just pop off.
0: <laughs> um, it's, it's kind of hard to pop off. So, I think something that I think we could all relate to is using social media for good because it's so easy to use it to compare yourself to other people. And again, not like I've mastered it, but it's something I'm trying out right now. So, I'll follow a lot of positive TikToks, whether uh-huh. it's or some type of lesson. And sometimes the TikTokers I follow will give good journal prompts. I'll search for some on Pinterest or I have, um, if you all want to follow Gabby Bernstein, um, she's, she's really great. She's a guru of sorts, but she has, I have some of her books and her website has a ton of, um, journaling prompts, same with Mallory Irvin. And, but when in doubt, just start doing a little gratitude journal. You'll just start feeling good. Yeah
2: self-feeling in a slump I mean there's like highs and lows of every day like overall it could be a really good day but maybe a little chunk of your day was frustrating or stressful or whatever if I just take five seconds to write down physically a few things I'm grateful for it actually helps so much your mentality even if it feels stupid at first Mm -hmm. which it kind of does because you're like what the hell am I doing you do it and you actually feel better. Like, I believe in it so wholeheartedly as well. I need to do it more.
1: I was listening to Ed Milet the other day, Abby, our favorite man. And right. he was talking about when he wakes up in the morning, you open your eyes and he'll close his eyes again for a few more seconds and actually picture things he's grateful for. Just a few more seconds and actually picture it in his mind, not just like, you know, making a non-consequential list in his head, but picture my kids that I'm grateful for picture my house, picture X, Y, and Z, and Mm -hmm. just uh, wash himself with the gratefulness of -hmm. what he has for like five seconds. And then he gets out of bed and starts his day. That is so lovely. I think that's also
2: this that I like to bring into my nightly routine too. Like when I'm about to go to sleep, that's usually when I pray, Um, not to get too spiritual, but sometimes you just bring it on. Sometimes you forget about praying throughout the day. Like you just have a lot going on. You're rushing from one thing to the next and you don't take enough time to really sit back and breathe. And I feel like a big part of gratefulness is just giving it back up to God and like being thankful for that. And it can be whatever you believe in. It can be the universe or whatever. But I think doing that at night and in the morning is just honestly so good for mental health in general.
1: I agree with you. When you guys pray, we don't have to keep this on. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do you like pray on a daily basis india um i try to i like to think that
0: i
2: do i do i, I know you do i don't
0: speak it sometimes that feels weird but that also feels i feel like that's a good thing to do too but but then i, I only think, pray I, out loud when i'm
1: praying
2: with another person
1: <laughs> yeah i've never <laughs> prayed out loud alone
0: because sometimes sometimes i used to think if i do it in my head does it
1: count <laughs> of course it counts <laughs> sometimes <laughs> i write my prayers down oh that's okay. nice that's a good one that's a It's like a letter to God. I think I used to do that when I was a little a few years ago, a little younger. I don't know why I stopped. Well,
2: we have, sometimes it's hard to keep your train of thought. <laughs> we don't yeah. have
0: to on the podcast, but I'm not ashamed of what I'm saying. But <laughs> something that I've been realizing is a lot of the same... Like being religious or spiritual, it doesn't have to be a, like a clear-cut thing. Like some of these things when even though it sounds very woo-woo, hippie vibes, the manifestation, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes it almost sounds witchy. It honestly isn't. And it's the same things that I feel like for us in our experience, Christian people do. Mm -hmm. It's just, I understand sometimes people saying the word God, freaks them out if they're not religious. Um, But that's the same sort of meaning that they're talking about when they say the universe, you know, and it doesn't have to be Mm -hmm. so clear-cut, like, all these spiritual things can kind of all be combined slash they're not so different yeah. at all.
1: Well, but yeah, actually, believe in God. Picture. Yeah, even if you don't believe in God whatsoever, everyone has something, whether it's manifesting, everyone has some sort of governing thing in their lives in some capacity. Governing body. <laughs> <laughs> or, or just when, like, in
0: the Bible, it'll say, you know, speak your request to God, but that's the same thing as manifesting, kind of. It's just making your requests known and being open and having to faith that those good things will happen, you know, and that good things are coming for you. I mean, they're all the same
2: lessons. You really have to appreciate what you have and be grateful for everything in your life right now in order to receive anything else. Because it's all about your heart posture, as annoying as that sounds. If your heart posture is up and it's open and it's ready to receive, then good things will come to you. And the only way you can have
1: that As if you're already grateful for what you currently have right now. Yeah, 100%. Which is like what we were saying. Things happen for me, not to me. And another version of that is, oh, I get to do this. Not I have to do this. Not I have to go work out now. I get to Mm -hmm. go work out. And not I have to go to school or work. I get to do that. And I get to, even down to the point of appreciating stuff where it's like, oh, I get to clean my house because I have one yeah. and I get to wash my dishes and I get to make my dinner instead of so I have to do all of these things.
2: I know definitely a big one on the that list is working and working out a lot of people are like ugh you know maybe it's not your dream job and you're like damn I really just don't want to go to work today but if you think about it as things are happening for you and you get to and you get to have an income and you get to you know use your creativity for something like that's really special and in the same way Working out can be a huge hurdle because that used to be me as well. I used to absolutely hate it. It was a chore and I did not want to do it ever. And now I'm just like so grateful for my health and my able body. And I'm able to try all these different workout classes and experience things because not everybody gets to, you know, we forget, we forget those things.
0: That's something I've been thinking about a lot recently too. And there is a movie and I was just trying to look it up and I couldn't figure out what it is. There's some movie. I feel like we've all watched it together where, um, I know some guy says to this girl. He said, "People would kill for your boring life." You know this. I I forgot what the. I don't remember the film. I wonder
1: what movie it is. But
0: I thought that was actually a really that's a simple sentence, but kind of a deep quote. Like if you were saying, "We're not saying we're bored," but just even the little things that people can complain about. um, I mean, and things can you can still always want better, even if nothing's bad going on in your life. But I thought that was such a deep thing because yeah. I don't know. It's like if, if your biggest problem is I have to drive to work and I'll come home. It's just, I don't know if I like it, blah, blah, blah. All that stuff. That's so valid. And you can want more. There are so many
1: terrible things. No, that's mm-hmm. like when <laughs> something goes awry, it's like you would kill for just one more normal day. So, yeah. So it's another reminder of mm-hmm. oh, i failed to
2: have a boring night,
0: in, you know, yeah. washing my
2: dishes. It's all just about appreciating what's in your circle, not what's outside of your circle. I think that is so good. My, I challenge everybody who hears this to actually try and implement it because definitely this is easier said than done. It's not something that we have all mastered by any means. Oh yeah, We're it's so hard to get
1: pick up again. again. Oh yeah, by the way, I, I forget it. <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, it's good just to have these conversations around this and to keep talking about it as a great reminder. But maybe just like throughout this next week, I know that I myself am going to try... And do that a little bit more and try to have that abundance mindset and try to think more about all of the things that you get to do and not that you have to do. Because like, honestly, life is beautiful. As, it's as beautiful as you make it. Like, there's You're never going to reach a point where you're like, I've made it. This is everything I've ever wanted. And usually when people make it to that point, like quote unquote make it, they still feel empty because there's always going to be something better. Grass is always going to be greener. But the grass is green where you water it. And that's the truth.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Also a Mallory Irvin reference. Um, I listened to, I feel like it was one of her podcasts. It could have been on her stories, but she talked about how she's reached all these, she's still young. She's in her early thirties, but she's reached all these different peaks. Mm -hmm. And she said, I feel like I've, you know, I've climbed the mountain and I've looked around and, and it was still worth it and everything. The view was worth it, but the places she feels the same amount of joy are in the everyday moments with her family. And I thought that was really cool. So all those big things she did, like she was, she miss USA or something. She's yeah, she these something. things. She went on the amazing race. She's, you know, written a book all and um, all these moments are so glorious, but she feels the same amount slash more happiness just in the little memories she has with her family, you know, making dinner and all that stuff. And I thought that was really sweet.
2: Yeah, that's so true. It's all about like shooting for the big moments, but also appreciating the small ones along the way. Yeah, it's so yeah. easy to forget that.
1: In my opinion, yeah, all of it, it means literally nothing if you don't have people you really, really love around. hmm Damn, you guys.
2: Damn. just go getting tender on a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> <need> no. tender, <laughs> tender weeknights, let's make it a thing. <laughs> <laughs> tender Tuesdays, let's make it a new thing where we sit
1: around and talk about how grateful we are with each other. We-
2: Weekends are off limits. I can't have any feelings on those days, but on the other day, sure.
1: (laughs) Not mean at all with um, alcohol and good times. (laughs) She's like one
0: of my favorite. I've followed her for five years on Instagram. Yeah, I follow her because of you. One of my favorite people.
1: Kind of closing it out a little bit that what we've been saying is reminding me of a podcast I was listening to, which I, I heard it literally like four days ago and I've been trying to implement it into my own life, but getting a text from someone or a phone call from someone. But what if this is the last time that you get to respond to them or get to speak to them on the phone or X, Y, and Z, the last time you get to sit on the couch with like your parents or the last time you get to go run an errand with your friend or you get to walk your dog, all those last times, last time for everything, Brad Paisley, all of those last (laughs) times hold so much more weight if you view every aspect of your life in that way. Let's say you're staying in on a Friday and you're sad about it. What if it's the last time you ever get to stay home and like watch a movie with your parents? That like yeah. has the script on everything. So and that is kind of morbid, but also it seems really helpful. <laughs> I know it, it is morbid, but I view it more as helpful. <laughs> or the last time, like I said, you get to like walk your dog, or the last time you get to like clean up your room. All these last things. Well, it's so much more pleasant if you kind of view it in that way. And the man I was listening to was saying, um, like his uh, someone in his family had died, and he was like, oh, if they called me one last time, I wouldn't like press decline because i'm in a meeting i would take it in a heartbeat and Mm -hmm. so same thing like with any of your friends or anyone that you just anyone in your life if it's the very last time well you appreciate that much more if you view it in that lens
0: yeah i agree with that i mean especially with cleaning your room sometimes you're gonna miss your childhood bedroom you know
1: and every stage of life you're gonna miss what does Taylor just say Take pictures in your mind of your childhood <laughs> room. New thing is not just Abby sings, but the guests, the guests sing as well.
2: <laughs> we have to force every guest that comes on to sing yeah. one line of their favorite
1: Taylor Swift song. This is another one we can all relate to. Let's say someone asks you to like hang out or do something and you're just not really feeling it. What if it's the last time that you get to do that with that person? Even if it's not, you know, your favorite person in the world. What if it's the last time you get to like do go out and do that
0: or go to that place and you
2: get stuck
0: saying yes to things just or
1: that no that's true slippery slope but that reminds me so
2: much of college and how all of the 2020 graduates like our last two months of senior year were just so rudely stripped from us and there was no sense of closure for you know 2020 graduates across the entire world but like there was all those last times that we didn't know were the last times, like the, those friends that you made in class and your professors yeah. even, like, that you'll see them in person. There was no like, okay, this is the senior year, send off, last sunset event or whatever. It was just like your your conversation with them in passing at the Starbucks line. Like that was the last time you ever talked to that I, gal that you loved
1: being in class with and it's just yeah. so sad. I was kind of telling my mom this, like in the moment when this all happened. Yes, it is horrific that I that got stripped away from anyone in a 2020 situation. But at the same time, it almost could be harder to have known, like this is the very last time we're like all gonna go out together. This is the very last day on campus. In mm-hmm. some ways, knowing the last time is harder. Much like the song by Brad Paisley.
2: That's like when Jim's like, "I'll see you tomorrow for lunch," and he knows exactly. there's no tomorrow at lunch exactly uh,
0: the last been, time you yeah, do yeah, anything office re- renaissance it's been really fun
1: <laughs> yeah yeah but sometimes it can be harder to know the last it's like would you rather know like you're dying or would you rather not know no yeah. knock
2: on wood
1: so i appreciate this conversation we're having
2: yeah <laughs> i appreciate so- being here with you all
1: you love us. Cancel. All right.
2: So, with that, I hope everybody can take forth a little bit, a nugget of wisdom that we might have shared. Hopefully, we said something that made sense yeah, to you guys oh, and that we can all just go be more grateful for the things that are in our circle, the things that are in our control in our everyday lives. And I will ask India, as we ask all of our guests, are there any book or podcast recommendations that you think that listeners should check out? Um, yes. Okay.
0: So podcast recommendations. I would say Heather McMahon's podcast. It's called Absolutely Not. It is just a good laugh. And I value a good laugh. I would say that podcast and then book recommendations. I just read a book called How Lucky, which oh. actually is very pertinent to everything we spoke about. In short, it is a man with um SMA. I don't actually know what it stands for, but essentially he has this progressive illness that he was born with. So he's in a chair and like basically speaks through a um, screen and he just talks about what basically he witnesses a, a crime and has a, has a big hand in, in solving it, but it really touches on appreciating life's little moments, appreciating being alive. Um, how, you know, what it's like living with a disability and, um, it's just it's a really sweet book about life and it doesn't make it's not it's not a sad book. It's a very happy book. So How Lucky is a great one. Because it's he touched on all the ways that he's very lucky.
1: You should read India yeah. when Breath Becomes Air, the one about the doctor who becomes terminally ill and he is like talking about his life with his wife and he's like about to have a baby and it's a memoir. It's really short. You could read it in like two days, but you should also Okay, read, yeah, same read with that. this one. Very short yeah.
0: read. You want a short read that's very uplifting little crime mixed in there. It's very, and it's funny too. Like I laughed a bunch of times out loud. It was great.
1: Jokes, crime, and uplifting. Those are the three cornerstones Mm -hmm. of our friendship.
2: The trifecta. (laughs) Holy
1: Trinity. Oh yeah.
2: (laughs) Amazing. Well, everybody go tell your mom you love her. Give your dog a hug and give some compliments out this week. I hope that you got something great out of this podcast. It was so great chatting with y'all, like always. I love you guys. Love Love you you so much. Go have a great weekend. Bye.